The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views expressed by this platform. This content is for educational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor or conduct your own due diligence prior to investing. Vincent Del Franco is the owner and CEO of Lifetime Financial LLC and Lifetime Financial Advisors and is the investment advisor that furnishes this program for your consumption. Future performance of financial vehicles are not guaranteed. Welcome to the Lifetime Financial Freedom Fighters Podcast. My name is Vincent Del Franco. I'm the founder and CEO of Lifetime Financial. Man, I'll tell you, we're getting close. We are on Chapter 9. We're going to go ahead and talk about mortgage optimization. What I want you to do is I want you to take a moment to just consider this type of an investment, right? Is this the kind of vehicle that you would consider an investment? Number one, in this investment, you can determine the amount and the time for the monthly contributions. That's number one. Number two, you can pay more in, but not less. Number three, if you fail to pay the financial institution, they can keep all of your previous contributions. Number four, your added deposits are not safe from principal loss. Number five, each contribution amounts to less safety. Number six, the funds invested are not liquid. Number seven, you earn 0% interest on your investment. Number eight, your tax liability may increase with each contribution that you make. And number nine, when, when your investment is fully funded, no income is paid out. Now, this doesn't look like a very good investment, does it? Well, believe it or not, you have one of these. It's called a mortgage. And so, folks, tonight what I want to talk to you about is why it's so important that you die. Well, you don't have to, but I, I know I will. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to die with a big fat mortgage. Let me explain. Why would I take my hard-earned dollars and try to stuff as much money as I possibly can into my mortgage to pay it off early? Why? What are the real benefits of paying off my house early? So that I have a mortgage payment? Is that... Is that true? Well, think about it, folks. I mean, if you hate writing a check to your mortgage company, why not have it automatically pay out from your account? They do that, where you could do it automatically and you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to write a check or anything. You just have it automatically come out of your account. Now, why do I say those type of things? In fact, some of you may think, oh, God, this guy, Vincent, he's, he's over the top. He's a little bit crazy. What's wrong with this guy? You know, all my life, I've been taught to pay off my mortgage as fast as I possibly can. What can this guy tell me that would make sense regarding not paying off my mortgage? Well, there's a few points that I want to make about mortgages. Number one, and this is a big one, mortgages are very confusing. Why? Because you have arms, 
You, I mean, you don't know whether to have a, you know, an arm, a 15-year, a 30-year loan, whether to have a negative amortization loan, a balloon payment, you know, whether you should be paying bi-monthly. Oh, you know, all of those things are what you have to consider when getting a loan. And so you have to kind of decide which one is best. Well, you may agree or you may disagree, but what I would share with you is I'd get the lowest interest rate I possibly can, and I'd drag out the loan as long as I possibly can. Why? There are some advantages to that that you may find a little hard to believe, but they are advantages. I'll give you a couple of examples. Number one, when you put down money on the house, that money is gone forever. In other words, if you put 20, 30, 40, 50, $100,000 down on the house, that $100,000 has lost the opportunity to earn you money. It's going to sit in your home as equity, yes. But does that equity earn you any interest? No. You see, most of the time people, they confuse equity with appreciation. Your house will appreciate whether you have equity or not. That's an important thing to consider. So don't confuse those two things. Your, your equity earns you zero interest. I would always recommend putting down as little as possible. Now, as a vet, and for those of you that are veterans out there, first of all, I want to thank you for serving our country and thank your spouses because they're serving just as well. But you veterans out there, we have an opportunity to put zero down and we could finance the entire thing over a 30-year period. I just refinanced my home. Now look, I had equity in the house. I pulled out everything I possibly could. I was able to refinance my home at 2.375. Where in the world am I going to get that kind of an interest rate? Or where can I borrow money at that rate? So why would I stick my hired earned dollars into my home that earns me zero interest? Even if I had a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars into my home, right? Even if I had that, and I needed the money, how hard is it, or how easy is it for me to get? Not very easy. I'd have to go through all the paperwork. I have to do all these things. I have to jump through all these hoops to get to that money. What if I lost my job? What if I couldn't make my mortgage payment? But if I have that money set aside earning interest, I could always pull money off of that to pay off my monthly mortgage payment. Now, folks, listen, I could literally write a check to pay off my house today. But why wouldn't I? It doesn't make sense. Let me give you an example. If you have let's say six or $700,000 sitting in an account and you buy a half a million dollar house, right? And you decide, I'm going to take 500,000 of my money to pay off my mortgage so that I don't have a, a mortgage payment. That how you, that $500,000 now loses the opportunity to earn you interest. Even if you only made 5%, Let's say you were able to get 7.2. In 10 years, that half a million dollars would be worth a million using the rule of 72, which we covered in previous chapters. That's in 10 years. In 20 years, that million now becomes 2 million. 
You mean to tell me your house in 20 years could be worth $2 million? Think about that. So I would rather take and make that monthly payment as often, you know, as often as I can. If I lose my job or if I stop working or if I, I can still have that payment being made to the mortgage. Plus, I get the tax benefits if that's there. Sometimes we consider that the cherry on top. If it's not there, it's not. But you know what? I'll tell you, the advantages you have to get a low interest rate loan, to have a roof over your head. And by the way, most people look at their home as an investment. It really isn't. That example that I gave you when we first opened is a clear example that it is not a good investment. It's a great place to have a roof over your head, to raise a family, to create memories, to do all those amazing things. But as an investment vehicle, I absolutely do not recommend it as an investment vehicle. A lot of times people say, well, Vincent, what about if I got a 15-year mortgage and paid it off sooner that way? Well, I can tell you this. Let's say you were to double up on your mortgage. If you had a 30-year note, and let's say it was $1,000, and you decided, hey, let me put an extra $1,000 on my loan, you'd be better off taking that 1000 and putting it into an investment And you could probably pay off your home in less than 15 years. But hopefully you'll come to your senses before that and decide to leave all the money growing and working to your advantage. So I'm not a proponent for 15-year mortgages. Now, and again, that's why I wouldn't make extra principal payments. I I wouldn't pay no more than I'm required to, period. End of story just the way it is. In fact, folks, I'll tell you, I am, you could ask my wife, you could ask anyone that works with me. I will, I won't use my money that I have invested. I always try to use other people's money for as little or no interest as possible. Or if I'm going to buy something that I want, I use the money that I, I'll buy it with the income that I'm earning. If I can't do that, then I don't do it. it. It really is that simple. Now, a lot of times, you know, we think that extra principal payments will save you money. It really doesn't in the long run. Or interest rate is the main factor in the cost of a mortgage. That isn't even it. Sometimes you feel a little more secure if the house is paid off. Let me tell you what, folks. If you have a million dollars saved and you have a half a million dollar house, are you really in debt? Isn't your house paid off? With a stroke of a check, couldn't you just pay off your house anytime you want to? Who's in control when you have all the money? You or the bank? So, folks, I mean, I can't say it strong enough. I can't say it strong enough, but it's important that you understand having use and control of your money is really important, especially if you decide that you want to be wealthy. Okay? Now, most of the time, people, you know, they wonder, why, you know, why have a mortgage in the first place? Well, you may not have enough expendable cash, or you may want the tax deduction. You may even desire a potentially beneficial spread, meaning the difference between the cost to borrow and what you can earn. See, if you can borrow at 3 4% and you're and you have the opportunity to earn 
4 and 5% on your money, that may be that spread that you want to consider. You may ask me, well, Vince, is, is my house a, place, a good place to park my money? Not no, but heck no. I can tell you a lot of other places that it's good to park your money. You know, we, we talked about appreciation versus equity, you know, so that's a moot point. Can you compare the cost of financing with investment opportunities? Well, look, if in fact you're paying 4% interest and you're earning 4% interest with the tax benefits, you're actually paying less than 4%, right? Plus you have access, use, and control of the money. So when it comes to when it comes to tax, you know, you have to think about cumulative tax savings. So you want to put your money in areas that you have tax efficiency so that your money can grow on a tax deferred and tax preferred basis. We're going to cover that in chapter 10. And so folks, listen, I, I, like I said before, I can't stress enough. It's important that you understand these mortgage concepts as you move forward. Thank you very much for listening today. I want to go ahead and encourage you to check out our website at www.ltfusa.com. Again, www.ltfusa.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Check out, we have a, a lot of great short videos, calculators if you want, you know, for buying houses, cars, or whatever. Is it better to buy or is it better to lease? A lot of great calculators, calculators in there. I take advantage of it. In fact, you can actually download the app to your phone. So if ever you have any questions or you're sitting someplace and you're, you have nothing to do, just jump on the app and really start to do some homework. Guys, again, no one is going to care more about your money than you do. So again, www.ltfusa.com. You could reach us at support at ltfg.com. Again, support at ltfg.com. Or you could give us a call at our office, 602-774-4735. Again, 602-774-4735. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And I'll see you on Chapter 10.